All right, we're in Psalm 48. During these days of awe, the Jewish people searched their hearts. They asked the Lord to search them, even as like David cried out in the psalm, Search me and know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me. Because that aligns up perfectly with the prayer for our nation in 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people, who are called by my name, will first humble themselves and pray, and seek intimacy by seeking His face. God will be faithful by His Spirit to point to areas of our hearts where He wants us to change if they'll turn from their wicked ways. If we do the four conditions, if we fulfill them, God has three glorious answers. He will hear from heaven. He will forgive the sin, our sin, and He'll heal our land. We believers in Jesus, we live in a Yom Kippur all the time. As we always have access to God through the blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. And we just celebrated Rosh Hashanah. Or probably more significantly is the Feast of Trumpets or the Feast of Shofars. Do you know that Prior to the great marriage supper of the Lamb, the great shofars in heaven will be blown for that wedding supper. So I just brought again my little shofar <laughs> to just give a little earthly toot. But in light of what's going to happen in heaven, it's going to be so glorious. So to the Lord's glory and to His honor... And to the significance of his city that we'll look at today, and his holy name, I blow the shofar in Zion, Waco. you to speak to us this morning clearly soundly have your word penetrate our hearts Lord as easy as we heard the sound of this horn we pray it would be that easy to recognize your voice so Lord we all echo the words of the young man Samuel when you first began to speak to him he said, Speak, Lord. Your bondservant is listening. Speak, Lord. We, your bondservants, are listening this morning. Amen. You know, as we grow in knowing God and knowing the heart of God, uh, we see that God makes eternal covenant choices. And He's faithful to the choices that he makes. So on this global day of prayer for Jerusalem, uh, 
I want to talk to you about some of God's special choices. God chose the land of Israel. God chose the Jewish people, his first covenant people. God chose Jerusalem. And God chose a new covenant people in Jesus. And he chose you to be a part of that. Praise the Lord. You know, in Romans 9, the Bible says that God declared his love for Jacob and his rejection for Esau. Now, for those of you who are note takers, this might be something worth writing down. God's choices are personal, but they are not prejudiced. They are functional, but they do not show favoritism. His choices reveal His moral and eternal purposes for the human race. I'll repeat, God's choices are personal, they're not prejudiced. They are functional and they do not show favoritism. And His choices reveal His moral and eternal purposes for the human race. There are 255 references, direct references in the Bible, to the Lord being the God of Israel. Israel is not his favorite nation, no, but it is his chosen nation. Israel was birthed by God and is protected by God. In Jeremiah 12, 7, God calls her the dearly beloved of his soul. In Joel 3, 2, God calls Israel his land, his heritage, and his people. I want you to turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 17. First Chronicles 17 verses 20 through 22. O oh Lord, there is none like you, nor is there any God beside you according to all that we have heard with our ears. And who, who is like your people Israel? The one nation on the earth whom God went to redeem for himself as a people, to make for yourself a name by great and awesome deeds, by driving out nations from before your people, whom you have redeemed from Egypt. For you have made your people Israel your very own people forever. And you, Lord, have become their God. Listen to these words of the prophet Isaiah in chapter 49, verse 1. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name, you are mine. God's calling of Israel as a nation and as a blessing to the people of the world will never be revoked. Never. His calling of Israel and his choice of them being the people that are supposed to bless 
the peoples of the world that will never be revoked. And whether in obedience as a shining light or in disobedience as a shadow, Israel is still God's choice and example to other nations. And this is confirmed in the New Testament by the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans 11. Romans 11, 28 and 29. Concerning the gospel, referring to the Jewish people, they are enemies for your sake. But concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. 2,000 years ago, Israel did not accept Jesus as the promised Messiah. So does the New Testament teach that God rejected Israel because they rejected Jesus the Messiah? No! Paul writes in Romans 11, the first two verses, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite, the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. So according to the Bible, there is not only a chosen people, there is also a chosen city. God chose Jerusalem. God spoke in 1 Kings 11, verse 36. My servant David may always have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen for myself to put my name there. Zechariah 2.12 says, And the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. I love what Ezekiel 5, 5 says. Thus says the Lord God, this is Jerusalem. I have set her in the midst of the nations and the countries are all around her. Now what God is saying in that verse, he's declaring Jerusalem as the epicenter of the earth, of the nations. Oh, I wish I could go into some interesting stories about being the epicenter. Not today. God loves this city. He loves it so much he has put his name there. And he has chosen that city for himself. It's very important that we understand God's heart for Jerusalem. Because we want to love what He loves and we want to be loyal to His eternal purposes. There's an eternal purpose why He loves the Jewish people, the land of Israel, and the city of Jerusalem. There's eternal purposes involved. And in the days to come, in the days to come, Jerusalem will increasingly be the stumbling block of the nations and the center of conflict. Zechariah 12, 3 says, And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. 
All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces. Though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. So, is God actively involved today? I mean, these words were written a long time ago. Is God involved in Israel and in Jerusalem today? Yes, indeed. I want you to turn to Ezekiel 36 because this scripture is coming alive in our time. Ezekiel 36. <coughs> Excuse me. While you're turning there, I'll just paraphrase like verses uh, 17 to 23. Paraphrasing and summar summarizing, because the Jewish people went their own ways, they ended up defiling the land with innocent blood and idolatry. Kind of sounds familiar as to what's been happening in this land. But God scattered them throughout the nations of the world because of that act of disobedience. And this was prophesied in 600 B.C. and it was fulfilled in 70 A.D., almost 2,000 years ago. Everywhere the Jews went, they profaned God's holy name. Everywhere. But God proposed to bring his people back to the land and then supernaturally looked to bring them back to himself. In the land. As we see, starting in verse 24 of Ezekiel 36. I, the Lord, will take you, referring to Jewish people, from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Verse 25. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. And I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. 27. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. This is being fulfilled as I speak. Jewish people from over a hundred nations have been returning to Israel since 1948. And within the last 30 years, almost 2 million Jews from the former Soviet Union have immigrated to Israel. I used to like it when English was basically the second most popular language behind Hebrew. But it fell in position to third with Russian taking over the number two slot. So you see signs that are in Hebrew and Russian and then in Arabic and then maybe in English. Oh, it's glorious. The population is now at 10.5 million. Boy, it, it has more than doubled since I first moved to Jerusalem in 1982. The USA in 1982 had 231 million people. Now there are 330 million people. So do the math, about 110 million increase. But look at how many we had, 231 to 330. 
Now I want you to imagine if instead of 330, we had 460 million people. That's a mega open border. I mean, this is how it is in Israel. It has exploded in population. There are over 130 Messianic con congregations. God is in the process of revealing His Son, Yeshua, as the Messiah to Jewish people today. It's exciting. But it's not being broadcast all over the nations. You know, people often want to share the good things that are happening. Sometimes the greatest things that are happening are still being kept somewhat secret. Did you ever notice that when Nehemiah went to go rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, he hid in his heart what God had prepared for him to do there. So they're not advertising in newsletters about how many people get saved. But there's a tremendous move of the Spirit. Over 130 Messianic congregations throughout Israel and dozens of born-again, Spirit-filled, Arab-believing congregations. And within the last five years... There have been thousands and thousands of Jews and Arabs within Israel that have embraced Jesus, Yeshua, Yeshua as their Messiah and Lord. So what is God doing? Right now, without the nations aware, He's beginning to lift the veil of blindness so that they can see their Messiah and repent and turn to Him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. He's, revealing, he's, he's redeeming His first covenant people, but it always starts with a little remnant. So if we understand and accept the choices that God has made in the Bible, such as choosing the land of Israel, the Jewish people, and Jerusalem, then we can be secure in His choosing of us. And just as God has a destiny for the Jewish people and for Israel and for Jerusalem, He also has a destiny for you. He has a destiny for you. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. It is an awesome thing and a humbling thing to be chosen by God. Paul writes in Ephesians 1.4, God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Friends, we we must not question God's wisdom or His judgments because they are far from our understanding. Instead, we need to align ourselves with what and who God chooses. He is in covenant with the Jewish people. He's in covenant with their land and in covenant with their capital city. Now here's the difference. He has promised the Jewish nation and the Jewish people a terrestrial kingdom, the land. 
That's what He promised them. This is why it's Holy Land. It's their promise. But to the New Covenant people, He hasn't promised us land. In fact, we're looking forward to going to our inheritance because we have a celestial kingdom while they have a terrestrial kingdom. They get part of the earth. We want heaven. Who wants the earth? This place is on its way down. We have a celestial kingdom. And since God has not broken His covenant with Israel, in spite of all their sin, all their rebellion, we can know that He will never break His covenant with us. You know, I've been asked this question often. If Israel is chosen by God, and the Jewish people are His chosen people, why do they suffer so much? And what about the chosen city of Jerusalem? Well, the city has been assaulted 52 times in its history. It's been besieged 23 times. And it's been reclaimed 44 times over its long history. So the bottom line is, why does God allow bad things to happen to those and that which He chooses? Note takers. Chosen vessels always suffer. Always. Everything God chooses has a divine destiny that the enemy will resist. The Jewish people were chosen to be the people through whom salvation would come. Jesus said this in John 4, 22. Salvation is of the Jews. Salvation is of the Jews. Listen, without the Jewish people, we would have no patriarchs. We would have no prophets. We would have no apostles. We would have no Bible. And no Messiah. Without the Jewish people, we'd be lost. Without any hope in this world. Have you ever seen it like that? The next time you see or hear something that is anti-Semitic or anti-Jewish, let the Holy Spirit remind you they are chosen of God. This is why everything of the world, the flesh, and the devil is going to attack them and then eventually come after us too. Because we are covenant with God. We'd have no hope in this world without the Jewish people. Romans 9.4 says that to the Israelites, listen to this, pertains the adoption the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promises. They get it all. They get it all. And yet God, in His mercy, has grafted us into that vine. He's grafted us into the house of Israel. So we also are a covenant people of God 
for which God will never, ever, ever break his covenant. We are promised a celestial kingdom, and I'm looking much more forward to that than anything on the earth. And you should be too. Our problem today is that we are too earthly-minded. We are so concerned about staying on earth when the Lord wants to lift our hearts. Oh, I have so much in store for you once you come through the veil onto the other side. But we are so longing to stay here when the Lord is longing for us to come home. You know, you might be wondering if God has chosen you to really belong to Him. Maybe you feel forsaken by God. Listen, it happens. I've had a number of moments in my years of walking with the Lord where I really felt really alone. The fact that you are here today shows that God has His eye upon you. He has not missed or looked over your life. So I want to affirm to each of you this morning, God Almighty has chosen you and has a destiny, a destination point for you to fulfill that nobody else can fulfill. He has a destination destiny for you. So I want to turn to the Lord. I want us to just close our eyes and just make your heart a prayer altar. Lord, we want to just quiet our hearts before our holy God. And Lord, I felt that this week you wanted me to just ask several heart-searching questions that we can ask our own hearts. Do you have God's love for Israel and the Jewish people? Anti-Semitism is on the rise everywhere. Over 200% it's grown in Europe. 60% it's grown in the United States. Do you have God's love for the people and the land that he has chosen. Are you aware that you are grafted in? You're grafted in. You're grafted into the old covenant people of God. That they are now the root that supports you according to verses in Romans 11. Do you have or are you secure in the blood covenant that you have with God through Jesus? Father, again, we're just so grateful you sent Jesus. The Word of God, the eternal Word of God, became flesh, weak, frail, fragile, 
And Jesus, we're just so grateful that you were obedient. Thank you that you learned obedience through the things which you suffered. Suffering is our inheritance in being chosen. Lord, we share a good bit about suffering in this class because it's part of our inheritance of growing into Jesus' likeness. But Lord, I pray that you'd let us see from your perspective. Lord, we want you to cleanse and purify our hearts because the pure in heart see God. There's a blessing that comes when our hearts are pure. We get to perceive in the realm of the Holy Spirit. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We'll see from your perspective, and God will see how much you love your covenant people, Israel. Your covenant people, the Jewish people. Your covenant city, Jerusalem. Even in its rebellion, even in its steadfast, even in its deception. Your covenants are never broken. And Lord, I pray that you'd raise us to a place of where we could see as God sees and feel as you feel. Lord, we've sang a song over the years, break our hearts with what breaks yours. Lord, I, I think those are more words of a song than reality in us. But Lord, we want to so identify with what you love and who you love that we are aligned with the God of love. And we celebrate today the global day of prayer for Jerusalem, which is in an apostasy at this time. They have yet to return. They have yet to have their eyes of their hearts revealed and the veil taken away of unbelief. But Lord, thank you for the remnant that is within the gates of your city. Thank you, Lord, that Janet and I had the privilege of being a part of that for oh, over 20 years. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. Lord, your eternal covenant, there's a future and a hope that we have yet to attain to. You have a future for the land of Israel. You have a future for the people of Israel. You have a future for Jerusalem and you have a future for us. We are all covenanted with the Lord our God. And Father, we just want to thank you today that you never break your covenant promises. I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Thank you, Lord, for the assurance of your presence, the assurance of your goodness, and the assurance of our inheritance. Thank you that we inherit heaven. Thank you, God. What a glorious privilege. What a glorious eternal honor. Not just land. This is heaven. God, we're so grateful.
So stir us up as a grateful people all throughout this week. And Lord, every time you bring to remembrance the Jewish people, the land of Israel, the city of Jerusalem, or even thinking about ourselves, Lord, remind us of covenant so that we can align ourselves with everything that you love and everyone that you love as well. I pray this grace to come upon each of us to the glory and to the majesty and to the wonder of the name of Yeshua, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, you're free to have sharing around your tables and uh, we probably should exit the room within about five to seven minutes so that the next class can come in. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Amen.